you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you all well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone. He alone, folks. That's why we're here. He alone. In Him alone. We trust in Him alone. Good morning to you, Kevin. Good morning, sir. How's life, brother? Hey, life is doing well. It's a sunny day, and uh, sitting here with my uh, just uh, you know one of my best friends in the world, Amen. doing the greatest thing that we could ever not deserve to do. We don't deserve this, folks. I I, I got to tell you, this is a God thing, man. And uh, you guys are a God thing. Uh, tuning us in, you can, you got so much you can do with your day. There, uh, there's so many things going on. I, you know, I read about things and they mess me up. I told you a couple of weeks ago that there's 31,000 Elvis, Elvis impersonators. I'm still messed up over that. <laughs> uh, I'm more messed up to find out there's 245,000 uh, broadcast podcasts, whatever you want to call it, available. But here you are tuning in the radio. Here you are tuning us in, making a difference. And we're so thankful for that. Today, we're going to talk about uh, evasive, evasive responsibilities. Like it's really kind of pronounced evasive, but you guys know what I'm saying and responses. I'm sorry, evasive responses. And you know, I got to tell you folks, there's a fine line between lying and trying to make people feel good. Mm. And if you're ever on that line, you're going to fall one way or another. Mm. And we're going to see that in a little while in the scripture. We're going to see how they're giving our, you know, they're telling Pilate that they're, they're being evasive. They're, they're hiding. They're not telling the whole truth. And, uh, uh I got to tell you folks this, um, you know, bless are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Be the person that walks up front. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Uh, don't evade things. Don't hide from things. Don't run from things. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a call against any, and Christ forgive you, forgive them also. Folks, you know, and, and kind isn't a good enough word. Fine isn't a good enough word. Uh, fine is the word I'm saying. How you doing? Fine. I'm fine. You know what? If you got something on your heart. You know, it sounds almost like we're meddling, but we're not. We're just studying God's word. And the toughest thing ever is to study God's word. I'm just going to yeah. be up front with you, man. Uh, it's, it's easier to go out and bang your head on the cement in 17 <laughs> degrees than it is to 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 you know to reflect on yourself and study words god's word god's word's hard man yeah. it shows you the stupid things in your life it, it, it shows you the things in your life you shouldn't be and you know god refines us kevin he he you know through this life if you don't come out of this life a little more beat up with a few more wrinkles, if you don't come out of come out of this life with crying eyes, you're not doing it right. If you know, mm. if you can't laugh hard and cry hard, if you can't hug a stranger, you're not doing it right, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. What you know this this topic is uh, is near and dear to my heart because you, you mentioned evasive um, responses and and just. It is. It's traumatizing to go through something that leaves you. You know, Peter is in contrast. We're going to get to that in our scriptures, but this week studying the response of Peter to his trauma, of Jesus' trauma, Peter 
who was not even the one that was going to die, was evading. And, you know, he was escaping and evading, so to speak, by lying. Jesus walked right into it openly and honestly. But, um, you know, trauma causes moral injury oftentimes, and that moral injury is accomplished by doing something that violates your own uh, conscience, your own sense of, you know, I, I, I thought better of myself. I never dreamed I would find myself here. And we can evade, give an evasive response. You know, the first evasive response in the Bible was when after man sinned, immediately before God did anything that's written here, they, um, they, it says in Genesis 3, the fall of man, the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So, you know, uh, I was watching <laughs> New Heart the other day, a rerun of a rerun of a rerun of a rerun, and he talked about, you know, how he wore a leaf when he was playing in college. You know, he was ashamed of the fact that he played Adam in some kind of a thing, <laughs> wearing a leaf. And I was like, well, actually, they made aprons of fig leaves, so it wasn't just, you know, the typical thing. But the, um, the Scripture here says that they were indeed hiding. And then when the Lord came to them with a plan of redemption, uh, they heard the voice of the Lord and they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. So again, evading a response, they just didn't want to answer. They did. They, they felt guilty. Their moral injury was causing them to uh, be in avoidance. And the Lord, which is typical, and the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him in verse nine, "Where art thou?" And he said, "I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself." And he said, "Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree?" And it just gets deeper and deeper, deeper. Verse 12, and the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. So the Lord said to the woman, you know, God just, God was giving them rope to hang themselves. And the Lord said to the woman, what is that that thou hast done? The woman said, the serpent begot me, and I did eat. And the Lord said to the serpent, because thou hast done this. So he, he didn't even play games with the devil. The Lord said, okay, I know that you really did do that, boom, this is what's going to happen to you. And then he went back and dealt with Adam and Eve with a redemptive plan, the uh, coat of skins. But this evasive response, so typical if we are morally violated. I remember talking to a Vietnam sniper who said, I'm too bad to get saved. I said, why are you too bad? He said, because I kill people. I said, it's part of the job. He said, yes, but I was a sniper. I killed people like targeting them in the crosser. I said, that's part of your job. He said, but I enjoyed it. I said, that happens. That's what goes along with being a sniper is you're, you're a good hunter and people like to do the things that they're good at. And uh, I hope he got saved. He turned around and walked into the night, but uh, it was at a tent meeting that our church was church plant was hosting. But yeah, Doug, it's very common to evade, and uh, that's not the way to get uh, redemption and get past it. We need to get past it. Yeah, we sure do. And 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 I got to tell you, folks, remember that evasive response you may be given or responses that you may give. It, it's not truth, and. Uh, in Proverbs 12, you know, it speaks of the lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. And, and folks, sometimes we don't look at the consequences of our actions. Sometimes we don't look at the, uh, you know, evasive response is lie. 
That's what I'm trying to say. And, uh, you know, I'm going around the block to walk across the street. But the, the truth is, folks, be honest, be true, be upright, be forthright. I like people like that. I like people that just tell you what's in their heart and what's in their mind. I, I like people that are all out there. You know what I mean? They're just mm. all out there. They're just all in. My mom was like that. You know, she was all in, loved her kids, loved her husband, loved her life. But uh, she was honest. She was honest, not to a fault. It's not to a fault to tell people the truth. It's not, folks. It's not to a fault to be the right thing, to do the right thing. And, you know, I was sitting here thinking as Kevin was talking and through all the things we talk about, and certainly we all know people who beat around the bush. I know preachers who don't even preach the Word of God the right way. You know, I, they just give you a quarter of it. I mean, you want to watch TV? I mean, you can see it. They fill stadiums. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, oh, God loves you so much. They're smiling so wide. You could fit a banana in their face sideways, but they're not, <laughs> they're not telling you anything good about God. Yep. You know, the truth is we should never be evasive. The truth is we should be honest. We should be transparent. We talked about lessons in transparency. We should endure things with grace. And and folks, if I can be honest with you for a minute, um, the people that have changed my life, the people that have made the biggest difference in my life are the people who are all in. The people, there's a passion you know, God gives a passion to those people. And Kevin, I know we're at a minute, but I mean, think about somebody that was passionate and changed your life, brother. Yeah, people that you're exactly right. The people that were passionate and changed my life were not evasive. They did not beat around the bush, but they were gentle. And um, this ministry has changed my life. When I went to the first Wounded Spirits camp, um, whatever, February of 2022 down in uh, Shreveport, that just changed my life because of the openness, because of the honesty. I remember one of the, one of the guys, you know, we're studying narcissism and Doug says, let's uh, go around the room, introduce ourselves. And this one guy said, hi, I'm, I'm so-and-so I'm a narcissist. (laughs) He did. Yeah. (laughs) He said, I am a narcissist, but his wife just looked at him with the most endearing eyes. Like, this is why I'm staying with this guy. Yes. He's been, he's been a knucklehead, but he is non-evasive. And this guy is what you see is what you get. I'm serious, man. (laughs) could tell you stories he's a great he's actually a wounded spirits missionary now but um but five seconds kevin yeah hallelujah let's not be evasive let's not be evasive that's great hey hang with us folks right after this commercial we'll be back with you doug will return shortly meanwhile you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements Praise God. And here we are. We're in the Word of God. And uh, we're continuing on with the life of Christ and, and talking about not being evasive, talking about being the type of person that's all in. And I, 
I love God. I love that we serve a God that his word brings us to the conclusion of being better human beings here on earth. And that's not the goal. The goal is to bring glory and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, these people who are out there, uh, you know, with the fake smiles and all that, saying the goal is to be better humans and to love ourselves. No, it's not. The goal is to bring honor and glory uh, to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And along the way, by the way, you get the junk that smiley guy's telling you about Phil stadiums you you get all that other stuff comes with it and uh, I don't know about you but that is some pretty cool stuff here we are we're in the book of John chapter 18 starting in verse 28 going through 32 then uh, led they Jesus from uh, from Caiaphas from the judge unto the hall of judgment now that's a strange place I think they called the hall of judgment the hall of mar we studied that in seminary now the hall of judgment is actually this place where people were supposed to go look in at the good things they've done in life and get their souls prepared folks if you get pulled into the hall of judgment there's not things going on there that are great and uh, and it was early and they themselves went not into the judgment hall lest they should be defeated filed, but that they might eat the Passover. The Passover is going on here, folks. Pilate then went out onto them and said, what accusation bring ye against this man in Christ? What, what is it you're saying about this guy? They answered and said unto him, if he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him unto thee. You want to talk about an evasive response. He's a malefactor. Well, that means 1,200,057,000 possible choices there. And then said Pilate unto them, take ye him and judge him according to your law, because he's not hitting what my law says he should be in. The Jews therefore said unto him, it is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spank, signifying what death he should die. Uh, a lot of things going on here. Pilate, he's the Roman governor there. Here he is questioning these leaders about the accusation. And and, and he's saying, this doesn't resemble. There's no semblance here with Roman mm. court. I don't know what you guys are doing, but th- this isn't meeting my criteria. And uh, so he inquires of these religious leaders. And, boy, they don't know what to do. You know, let's, give him, let's say he's a malefactor. Let's say, you guys know the terms. They've been used against us, you know. Uh, I'll tell you, when you talk about preachers, some preachers will just look at the ground to let you know. That's their way of saying, oh, he's not a good guy, or or or, or he's not all in, or he, he doesn't love his church. You know, mm-hmm. God, you know, if you're a preacher who says those things about people and, and it's not true, I pray that your music leader will want to be a transsexual music leader. <laughs> your, your assistant pastor goes liberal. That's a curse. And your congregation man. leaves. That's a curse. You're Stop with- hurting people, folks. Now, I'm not cursing god forgive me yeah, for no, just no no yeah but it'd be a curse to have that yeah it would be a curse I, I, yeah I, I pray you get some of those things and and speaking of legal authority you know there's a legal authority which people of honor deal with you know we here in the united states we we respect our police forces and things of that nature we hope that we know they mess up and we've certainly seen it with george floyd and stuff like that and it's unacceptable they need to go to jail but i i'm thinking you know as I'm sitting here, Kevin, I'm thinking that a, that a godly society, you know, we're a different level. We, we live at a different level. We're not judging juror. Yeah. Yeah. Them leading Jesus down that judgment hall is, is the height of 
you know, if you want to talk about judgmentalism, they, they're assuming so many things. And brother, if there's one thing that trauma has done for me is it has disarmed my gavel, my judge's gavel from my hand. It, Amen. it has ripped it out of my hand and I am now w- willing to, 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 to sit in the jury stand, you know, or, no, I'm just willing to just take whatever God wants me to do. Uh, you know what? I want to be an advocate, Jesus Christ, our advocate. And, um, what Paul, Paul put it this way. I couldn't put it any better than Paul's attitude. He said, who art thou that judgest another man's servant to his own master? He standeth there falleth. Yea, he shall be holding, uh, holding up for God is able to make him stand. So Paul was disarmed of his judges gavel. And by the way, Paul was the was one of these guys that would have dragged Christians down the judgment hall. Paul was the highest. He was the Pharisee of the Pharisees, a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was a judge of judges. He had the goods. When he lowered the gavel, um, he uh, something happened. His word meant something. His wisdom, his judgment meant something. And I'm with you, Doug. I've heard of pastors that, and, and you know, they just got an axe to grind. There's a pride issue. I don't know what the problem is, but there's a fleshly issue. And they're just like, well, I wouldn't give you a dime for that kind of guy. You know, or they'll use a word, a racial slur, and they'll say, a blank is a blank is a blank. And um, the only good, you know, that that just that has no place in the in the people of God because um, number one, we're, we're dealing with trauma here today. We don't know what people been through. We don't know, and the worst one of the, you don't have to act with malice and 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 say bad things against someone who's been through junk. If if someone has PTSD, you don't have to talk about them maliciously all you have to do is assume that you know what they need and talk you know dismissively toward them oh i've been through what you've been through this is how i did this is what you need to do you know no the answer is i have no idea what you've been through but i can't imagine what it's like but i know god has been teaching me this and as soon as you say that kind of stuff doug you just, you know, going down the, 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 the judgment hall, you leave the judgment hall and you're walking down the sidewalk together. You're all on the same level. I was in a church up, um, up further north and uh, uh, just, you know, months ago, and there was a missionary's wife in that church, and her husband was on the mission field, and she was going through PTSD. She was in a war-torn country. She was back home visiting kids, trying to get over the stuff that she had been through, and it seemed like everyone that was around her was like, yeah, I'm praying for you. You can just keep serving God, sister. That's what, you know, that's what I do. If I were you, I just, everyone had the answers, and she said, she said, Brother brother Kevin, when I get back, I'm going to help deal with this, the traumatized people in a war-torn country. I myself been through trauma. What should I tell them? I said, well, I can tell you what not to tell them. Don't say, I know what you've been through. I said, they need a non-judgmental environment, number one, a safe place. We don't know what people have been through, Doug. But I know this, they need to have a safe place. And as soon as they feel they're in a safe place and not in Pilate's judgment hall, they are going to open up. And, you know, that gal was evasive when I first saw her at the beginning of church. She would not talk to me. She would not answer my, hello, how are you? I told her that before church in answer to her question. And then after church, 
as soon as I went back and shook hands, she was beaming. Of course, I preached on trauma. She was beaming in a glow because someone laid down the judge's gavel and said, I can't imagine what you're going through, but listen, I'm going through some stuff myself. God is teaching me things. We have, like you said, Doug, we have a big God. And uh, you talk about a, a woman that went back, I, I think, to help change some other people's lives. Yeah, the only way you can cancel out the nasty knuckleheads is with a giant God. And uh, yeah. you can't do it on yourself or you become a nasty knucklehead. And uh, we don't need any nasty knuckleheads. The world's got enough of them. And, and folks, I, I love, Kevin did not give her an evasive answer. He just said, I know what not to say. We have no idea what people are going through. And uh, I'll tell you, folks, you know, there's a lot of grief out there. You know, we have a program at our church called Grief Share. It meets on at nights. People get together, share God's word, share God's grief, go, you know, on how God can help their grief. And, man, what a difference it makes. You know, be that person. Tell the truth. Be clear. Be transparent. Be 100% all in. Have that enduring grace that we talked about earlier. Examine yourself. Find that humility. It's in there, folks. We love you guys. Uh, you know, whatever you're going through, it's okay. God's got you. You know, we're honored. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the kingship of Christ and how that changes everything. May God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.